You can't run. You can't hide. And you know the effing car won't start because, duh, there's no escape from horrible horror. Movies so bad, they're scary. Survive the next hour with Marshall Hampton and Aaron Southworth. If you dare. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good. Oh, nice. That's a good way to... Yeah, I've been things. drinking uh, these uh, Natty Lights. Oh. And that's the theme in this movie. There's so many Natty Lights. So many Natty Lights. So many. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, this week... Uh, this week's movie is The Mutilator. The Mutilator. Mutilator. Uh, it's a 19, little 80. Before we get into that, uh, we're, like I said, we are in our, even though it's now technically April, yeah. but we are in the midst of our Horrible Horror March movie madness. Ho- Bracket of awfulness. Tournament of awfulness or of, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever we called it. Uh, we started round two last week, so we're going to update you with the... Uh, uh, Matchups. So, yeah, we start our shitty 16, if yes, you will. Yes, The shitty 16. Uh, in the first round of the shitty 16, well, second round, uh, shitty 16 of the Crystal Lake bracket, we had Playing With Dolls, Bloodlust, Take It On, Prom Ride, and in a, uh, I think it was kind of a close matchup. I'm not sure. Aaron, you do the, you kind of tell you. Was uh, it, close? it was it was close. It was close. Mm-hmm. All right, but Prom Ride won and is moving on to our epically awful eight. By one vote. By one uh, and then in the second matchup, we had Scarred taking on Krampus, the Christmas Devil. Now, this, this was amazing. I couldn't believe this. This is like fucking Loyola here. Yeah. Like, Loyola, Chicago, like moving on. Yeah. Because I was stumped. Like, I thought for sure, like, Krampus was like my Villanova, my Duke in this tournament. And they just got pounded on by, like, Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> I couldn't something. believe this. Like, I mean, I, I'm... We Here talked about this a little bit. We're wondering if people are confusing these what Adam Scott, the Adam Scott, the big budget Krampus, the big movie. budget Krampus. But this is Krampus, the Christmas Devil. Yeah, this came out like a few years before the the, the theatrical Krampus one. Yes, did. it was actually pretty decent. This is a really shitty independent straight to video Krampus called the Christmas Krampus, the Christmas Devil. That I do think people are just seeing Krampus and confusing it with the Adam Scott one. I agree, or even the um uh. What was the the tale of Christmas or I forget the actual title of the one the one with William Shatner in it and it has oh that's that Christmas horror story Christmas horror story yeah, but that's not called Krampus I know but it, it's still I wonder if people are kind of confusing yeah. that as well because Krampus the Christmas Devil fucking sucks it's the worst I mean Aaron, if you in our our mini episode where we did the brackets that was our pick to win the whole tournament this year was that and it just yes. got blown out of the blown water. out but hey we the we, people uh, have spoken yeah that's what it's we leave it up to the listeners and the voters so god damn um i'm surprised our brackets have just been busted just yeah pump them up throw them away it's like my fucking work bracket i yeah. picked north carolina boom out in first round yeah <laughs> uh 
I think right now the only one that we've had we we still have it right so far is prom right. We've had the prom yeah, right advantage this far. Going good. Uh, so there it is. Scars moving on. Uh, ne- we, the next two matchups in the Crystal Lake bracket, we, we'll see Swamp Ape, which again I was surprised moved on. Yeah. Um, taking on Microwave Massacre. Now here's a fun thing. I just posted this right okay. before we started, and I'm looking at the results already coming in. There's already two votes for Swamp Ape. Oh. All right, just posted, but that's we that's got a long way to go. Though. That's got a long way to long go. Long way to go. Uh, and then the second matchup, uh, closing out the Crystal Lake side, we have the Suckling taking on Santa Claus, uh, <laughs> and oh boy, um, that's the round. That's a tough. That's a pile, a of, big a pile of, of shit right there. <laughs> big pile of suck. Yeah, and then we'll move over to the Haddonfield bracket after that. Um, so with that said that's out of the way let's move on to this week's main course the mutilator the meat is the mutilator yes uh this movie actually had numerous release dates but it was actually filmed in 1983 numerous release dates numerous you, mean, release you dates. may have been released under fall break <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> uh in august of 1984 it was released in a uh, i guess i think a limited release in wilmington north carolina and then in June of 1985, it was re-released. They re-released a recut version nationwide. Then in September 27th, 1985, they released another version of Holy it. Holy shit. Or another theatrical they release. They mutilated these releases. Yeah. And then January 4th, 1986 was another re-release of... I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this movie. <laughs> why they can't make up their minds or what's going on. But those are all the release dates this thing has. Um, but yeah, it was originally called Fall Break in the theatrical release. And then they said fuck it let's rename the mutilator no for one VHS. likes fall break everyone's gonna be like eh, that looks like it sucks it's like well uh <laughs> mutilator like oh. Ooh. uh it was written by buddy cooper and also directed by buddy cooper and john douglas so we had two directors um the cast almost everybody in the cast was a one and done person um the main character ed jr is played by matt mittler he was uh in movies like the breeders uh basket case two uh, he did voice work on Pokemon, like the early Pokemon cartoons. Nice. And for you old people out there like us, yeah. he, he did two episodes of the old Liquid Television. Fucking love Liquid Television. Remember Liquid Television? What was he in, in Liquid it Television? Did, did it, say? It, uh, it did. I mean, it said one episode, but he just did two episodes. I wonder of it. if he did any voice work for any of the cartoons or if he was in the weird, like, live live action dog boy. You remember Dog Boy? Vaguely, yeah. But Liquid, so Te- I remember Liquid Television was so cool. Like for yeah. those of you who actually know what for, it is. For anybody who's like, what the fuck is Liquid Television? Like Check MTV. out YouTube. Yeah. Just go on YouTube and just type in Liquid Television. It's fucking bonkers. It's so good, and that's where Aeon Flux came from. Yeah, that's where it got to start. I mean, it's just fantastic. Uh, and, and just, not that Tharly Sharon shit. You know, it's like the real Aeon Flux. That's, that's real great. One. Yeah. Um, let's see. Almost everybody else was one and done, one and done, one and done. Um. Uh, then we have Frances Rains plays Linda. She had seven credits, so she's one of the more experienced people out of this cast. She was in Bad Girls Dormitory, and she was also in Breeders. And then the only other person I'm going to mention, just because it, it it comes back and connects to our show, is Ben Moore, who plays the cop in this movie. Uh, he only has five credits. That's it, five in his. But his very first credit was back in 1964, where he played Lester. In 2000 Maniacs. No shit. He was one of the mayor's two stooges in he that had movie. five credits. Five, and we've done two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to explore his whole body of work now. <laughs> so that's it from the cast. Nothing else is worth really mentioning. So the movie itself, 
We open with a mom in her kitchen preparing a nice birthday cake for her husband. Uh, happy little tranquil piano music's all playing. Everything's all. It's like a Disney fucking cartoon. I'm waiting point. for a squirrel to hop on her shoulder yeah. and birds to like help Start her singing and, and yeah. like you like helping her cook. You know, it's it's so Disney feeling. It is. It's it really is. Uh, the door behind her swings open and then closes by itself, and then we go to her son, who and, who's in the father's den, which is the room right where we see the door opening, and he's taping a sign to his father's gun cabinet. That reads, happy birthday, daddy. All cleaned by me. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I cleaned your weapons of death. Yeah. His son takes out one of these giant rifles and he starts to clean it. Big fucking hunting rifles. And th- dude, he's got a shit ton of rifles. Yeah, he's he got like 12. Yeah. And the kid, he looks straight down the barrel. He just holds up barrel right in his eye. He looks down it. Isn't that he's, what you're supposed to do? Oh, of course. That's, <laughs> that's gun safety 101. Gotta, First thing you do, you, you gotta, look down the barrel. You got to tell if it's dirty. <laughs> yeah. You got to look in the barrel, right? Uh, so he looks down the barrel. And then he start, He holds it up, like he's gonna fucking shoot, like he's aiming it, and he pulls the trigger, and bang! Boom. The bullet blasts through the door and into his mother's back. Boom! And there's like huge, awesome squib. Yeah, Boosh. yeah. Blood flies everywhere. The mom drops it down the kitchen floor, and they show the bullet like hitting like three times from like various angles. Uh-huh. It's like Boosh. an action movie. Scene. <laughs> Baboosh. I love it. I love that shit. Yeah. That shit cracks me up. That must have been a thing in the early 80s because they did that a lot in like action films. Well, and yeah, all of that. course. But also, movies. like, um, Humanoids from the Deep, every time there was an explosion, they did it yeah, from like 12 did. different angles like when over that, when and that over. That boat blows up in the beginning of the movie. It's like 12 yeah. takes with, or 12 cameras. Or when angles. the truck went off the bridge, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like, what the fuck's going on? They, they certainly wanted to get the most for their bang. Fuck literally. yeah, they did. It's like, okay, we're getting six cameras. We're not missing this shit. <laughs> so, uh, the son comes out of the room and rushes over to the mom. Um, mommy, mommy. Mom, this kid, thank mommy, God this mommy. kid only has like two, that's all he says in the movie because he's like the most cardboard, worst acting kid I've ever seen. Uh, he, he's probably worse than the fucking kid from uh, Satan's Little Helper. Uh, I don't know, but that, that's pretty bad. Uh, outside, dad returns home from his hunting trip. Uh, seeing his dead wife, he does not. He pushes his Doesn't son down. Say a fucking word. <laughs> just comes and knocks the kid to not, the floor. Not one line. He just comes in, sees what's happening. The kid doesn't say, "Dad, help" or anything. He just looks at his dad, knocks the kid over, knocks the kid over. Just poof. he looks at his wife for a bit, tries like you know, you know, see if he can do her thing, but she's dead. So the father backs up and just like backs his son, Dude, into his den. It's like you're my son. I'm sure this was an accident, but. I'm going to fucking kill you yeah. now. It's like, whoa. Yeah, it, it's dark. Like, and then he backs the kids up, and he just backhand bitch slaps his own son. Yep. Just harsh, like wham. The boy runs off, uh, and the dad then just drags his wife's dead body into the den. Well, he, when the kid runs off, he, gets his, he has the gun with him. And he kind of like looks like he's giving him a head start. Like he's about, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, three. shit, he's gonna hunt his son. That was my first thought. I'm like, he's gonna hunt his son down. He, but I think he takes a few steps. He's like, eh, <laughs> kid's fucking fast. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fuck that. Yeah. Martha, we're going drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he drags his wife into the den. He sits on the couch and he, he props his wife's dead body up on the couch, like leaning up against his legs. Pours himself some Jack Daniels. I thought it was scotch. Anyway, a nice, nice glass of liquor. <laughs> he takes a drink of it. Uh, and then he sees the son's sign on the gun, ca- gun cabinet. He takes it off the cabinet and puts the sign on his wife. On his wife. What? Pours another drink and, like, 
puts it like puts into her lips. Yeah, he pours the liquor down the <laughs> wife's throat, and then he just sits there like like a death stare, like a thousand yard stare. But what the fuck, dude? Like that yeah. is next level creepy. Yeah, like that was this, some weird stuff. Like this guy was not altogether there before this happened. There's, I mean, to take that sign off and put it on the wife's, like that's it's a little weird. Dark. It's a little weird. So and then giving her a drink. Yeah, a which is even weirder. Um, so. The camera zooms out as sirens are heard, and we see the son kind of like watching the father from the other side of the door. Like he's peeping around he's the corner. He's peeping around, yeah. We fade to black, and we fade in on a now college aged son who is Ed, it's Ed Jr. He's grown up. He's sitting in a bar by himself drinking a nice Budweiser. And here we get introduced to the fucking annoying ass theme song, Fall Break, for the oh, first time. Oh, yes. Only a little bit of it, though, but it's the first time you hear this song, but it certainly will not be the last. You know, it won't. Uh, Junior is then joined by his group of friends as they all mope around, complain that they have nothing to do for fall break. And this looks almost like the same exact fucking bar in My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> like, it's that same kind of type of bar. It's just that dopey old rundown yeah, it's bar. Just like the little, you know, small town neighborhood bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like the same bar they think they had in uh, Happy Birthday to Me. Also, like... <laughs> Where the, the top ten were playing, or like always drinking at. Like, these, oh, yeah. These, like, college bars that are just like towny bars. I'm so fucking jealous. I wish <laughs> I got to hang out with one of those places. Um, so, but again, we're talking about fall break here. And, like, maybe this is a thing of the past, but I don't, like, what the fuck is fall break? Everybody knows Christmas break, spring break, summer break. The only fall break I could even remotely even come close would be the little break you get around Thanksgiving time. But other than that, there was no like fall break. Right. So I'd like, what the hell is fall break? So when was it supposed to be? Here's here's a fun little nugget of Aaron trivia for you. <laughs> okay. Or Aaron history. Uh, I went to SIU Carbondale, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, which was uh, very famous at throughout the, time. the 70s and 80s and early, even in the 90s even when I was that, there. Yeah. Was, uh, it's a big party school. It was a top 10 party school. I think it wasn't like ranked by like uh, Playboy. Playboy as like a top ten. Even it was like I think even hit like top three or something at one point. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I went there. But yeah, uh, so what they did during fall around Halloween because people would go batshit crazy at Halloween. We're talking pandemonium, you know, rides in the streets. What they did is they would shut down the campus and say, "Oh, we call it fall break. All you guys go home." And over the days of over the weekend of whatever Halloween would fall on, whatever round, you just leave and you'd come back, you know, get all that shit out of your system so you don't destroy our campus. Right. I get. So, I get, maybe that's I the doubt case. It, but I that doubt just, in this. I movie. just had to. I just had to mention that. Yeah. But that was that went on from like the like that was a nineteen like early eighties is when the fucking riots and all that shit hit the fan. But that's went on like like early two thousands. But they kept they kept that break tradition all the way until like two thousand. Yeah. And then and then we had it again. And guess what happened? We fucking went insane. <laughs> the cops came out and shot us with tear gas, <laughs> and it fucking sucked. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So at the bar. Uh, they're at the bar. Junior gets a call from the bar phone, and basically it's a message to call his dad. Um, Pam, uh, his girlfriend, starts telling the group about how, you know, basically Ed Junior's backstory about, oh, he, when he was a kid, he shot his mom, 
and it drove his dad crazy and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, this is like some intimate details. Yeah, that apparently he shared with his girlfriend, and when he's at the bar getting she, a phone call, she's blabbing it's it like, everything. So what's up with this old man? She's like, let me tell you guys. <laughs> let me tell you all his deep dark secrets. Let yeah. me air his dirty laundry here. We don't know how good of friends they are. They right. could just met that semester, like begin like they could just be. Kind of, you know, new friends. Like, yeah. Don't tell people shit. Or acquaintances, right. especially yeah. if they're early college. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know how many like quote unquote friends I had early college? Yeah. You, you know how many ever like a week or two? And anyways, you know what? This isn't gonna work out. Dude, you move on to a new group. There's like a few of them. I don't even remember their names. I remember their faces. <laughs> I'm like, I remember that guy. I just remember doing a lot of drugs with him. He was fun, but. Uh. Um. So, Junior comes back to the table and tells the group that his dad wants him to go close up his condo for the winter, which is like his beach condo or something like that uh during this he mentions that his whole life his father's treated him like a red-headed bastard but now he suddenly wants to come help him out ralph this friend ralph takes exception to the redhead comment and points to his hair like he's supposed to be a redhead which but is prom- clearly brown yeah thank you <laughs> i being a redhead like what no you ain't a fucking it is clearly brown there, hair there might be like a hint of auburn in there but like barely <laughs> barely i mean my first instinct is like whoa buddy yeah whoa well, they want to be red. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's clearly brown. Um, so his friends convince Engineer to go go do it. They, they go close the place up for the uh, winter. It's better than nothing. So they have a place to party over fall break. Junior, he agrees, but he's like, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, he just suddenly becomes Han Solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was straight from Star Wars. Um, we cut to them back on their college campus. They're loading up the car. Ralph mentions that Sue can't go due to her having to retake a midterm or something like that. But out comes Sue, ready to go, and it turns out, oh, Ralph is our token 80s. He's our prankster. He's our 80s slasher, prankster, jokester guy that you see in every movie this yep. time of year. Or right this, out of this time of the... But you know what? I guess i got to say really quick, I love their fucking style of clothing. For <laughs> some, there's like this weird period where it was like their pants were tight but not too tight. Yeah. They always wore like button up shirts with sweaters on top polos and stuff like that kind of like what i'm wearing right now <laughs> what i wear to work but for some reason it's acceptable i don't know i was like <laughs> i like their fucking style um they all hop in the car but the car has trouble starting right away it's an old it's an old convertible it's like a 60s convertible yeah yeah um ralph decides that this is a good time to start drinking so they out pull the beers and but the car starts and off they go. Fuck yeah, it's time to start drinking. Now cue the credits and the cliche driving mis- montage where we get the sweet cheesy offness that is the fall break song. The fall break song. Um, in the movie, in the credits that roll here, the movie this is where they actually caught they say it's, it's called fall break right mm-hmm. there, even though you know it's called Mueller. So they never bothered to change the title of the movie. Yeah, they for never. This. It's like it's like they're off. They're like, woo, here we go. And then there's like this big fucking. Panoramic blue, like neon, neon yeah. sign that appears in the sky. Fall break. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I honestly stopped. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, this is something we we here at Double H have seen many times now. Like for some reason they they change name, but they forget to actually change it in the film itself. Yeah, I had to pause it and go, huh? Okay. <laughs> I thought it, I was watching the mute. Yeah, it makes you think. Are you watching the right movie? And so I go back to Amazon to read the description. I was like, okay, this little kid kills his mom. Okay, that happened. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm walking watching it. So I push play. I'm like. All right, I guess <laughs> I guess my first thought was I guess it's just one of those shitty eighty movie so, things. So, uh, just so I don't want you guys to miss out on the the, the crappy off cheesy crappy offness that is Fall Break, I did go ahead and uh, make sound by that to play for you guys, so you get to so you two can enjoy the sweet rip off the Randy Newman like rip off that is Fall Break. You bastard. <laughs> 
So enjoy this. When the leaves of summer turn to red and gold and the football games bring a hint of the cold time to get away. We'll pack the car with escape in mind Forgetting about classes, leaving books behind Time to get away Empty cottage sitting on the shore Tourists all left about a month before And we're gonna have a good time Gonna have a good time Yeah, we're gonna have a good time We're going on now A ball break, ball walking break. hand in hand in the moonlight Sweet soul there, I swear we'll never part. We're going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And when you fall into my arms, I'll break into your Yeah, so that's fall break. I mean, no, no, no. Fall break. <laughs> we will spare you the rest of the song. Yeah, uh, it plays a lot more throughout the movie. But how about that saxophone? Oh, huh? sweet, sweet sax. Oh man, that's that '80s sax. That just like you always just gotta throw a saxophone in any '80s. Oh song. yeah, but to me that that fucking theme song for a horror movie that, that sounds like it should be more on like some kind of '80s college comedy movie. Yeah, like. Like, I don't want to say necessarily like a National Lampoon, but like, you know, it a doesn't. A shitty one. Yeah, it doesn't belong. It really it doesn't does not fit belong at in a all. horror movie. No. Not at all. It really takes you out of it. Yeah, it really does. And, and you know, even, honestly, the music in this whole fucking movie sucks. It really, yeah. Well, some of the music, like the I, the music, like stings, like, you know, the when it's yeah. something, those aren't bad. Those are, you yeah. know, kind of fit, okay. but the rest of the music, there's another, there's another music I have a note on that comes up later that, oh my God. It's even worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the editing. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, so the car breaks down at a gas station. Uh, Ralph buys more beer after sweet talking the gas station clerk into giving him the senior discount. Um, which I gotta say was a pretty solid argument. I thought, like, I kind of want to try that out myself. <laughs> It's not bad. It's not that bad. So his argument was he was he was came up with a six pack of Natty Light. Natty Light. And uh, he puts it down. He's like, hey, uh, they have an advertised senior discount, ten percent. He goes, why don't he goes? That's discrimination. Of course, the guy's this old black guy. Yeah. And he's like, that's discrimination. And he's like, what? And he's just like, I'm young. I'm being discriminated because I'm gonna. I'm young, sixty five and older. Get ten percent off. Tell you what, you give me that discount, I'll go buy another case, another pack of beer. Yeah, and we both win. We both yeah. win. He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Like. <laughs> not a bad argument no, <laughs> the not. way he presents it is pretty solid <laughs> so back into the car more driving montage and more fall break songs played uh and we get you know it's a while it just goes on for a long time because this driving montage lasts because they keep showing like all the uh like the driving shenanigans like ralph yeah. has to get out to pee and then when he tries to get back in the car they drive off a bit more and then they're, drive a little bit more and they're drinking and playing grab ass oh yeah. there's a cop hide the beers yeah you it's know. just yeah. oh boy they finally arrive at the beach condo that sits across the street from a fucking trailer park. Yeah. So not the nicest part of the <laughs> This is not like Malibu or like yeah. Club Med or anything like that. Um, it turns out the condo isn't locked at all. It's wide open. They just go right inside. Yeah, doors open. There's And they're a little like, whoa, 
what's going on. Yeah, and they find the kitchens filled with dozens and dozens of empty liquor bottles. Dude, it looks like a fucking party. Yeah. This looks like a, like a straight-up couch party like, from back in the day. Like, yes. just me- b- bottles of booze everywhere. <laughs> Beer bottles, booze bottles, There cans. was a good time to be had the night before. <laughs> Man, they fucking went at it. Yeah, they did. Proper. Um, so Ed Jr. tells the group that his dad and his drinking slash honey buddies, they, you know, come up here and party, or they or not come to party, but well, obviously they party if they went through that much. But... Dude, it was so funny how Jr. was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is totally normal. Totally normal. Everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, uh, Pam, and everybody's like, this place is broken. We should call the cops. Yeah, and they're like, just like, this is fucking horrible looking. And he's like, nah, nah. That nah. happens all the time. This is, this is dead. They, they come up here, get drunk, tell stories of the good old days when they were the great white hunters and macho men. And Junior says something along the lines of, the only thing my dad hasn't hunted is man. Bum, bum, bum. There's some foreshadowing. Uh... Pam wants to report the place broken into, but again, like I said, there's this way he says there's no real cops on the island, just like some one, like there's one dude that patrols the beach. <laughs> and but, sometimes moonlights as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then Ralph calls him into the next room to show off the father's hunting trophies that are just littered, they're hanging all over the walls of this yeah, place. Yeah, there's, there's, there's heads, stuffed there's stuffed animals, animals there's stuff, yeah. fish, you know, mounted yeah. fish. And- he does show them a picture, though, of a bloody shirtless man. That Ed Jr. is like, oh, that's just some guy my f- father ran over with and killed with a ski boat by. Oh, but it was an accident. Yeah, it was fucking creepy. Like, it's so. It's like, what? It's like, he just does it so nonchalant. This framed photo of this dead guy with just his guts bloody, ripped open. He's this bloody torso all And everyone's like, oh. Like, oh, yeah. My da- it was a complete accident. My dad just ran over with a ski boat. It's cool. And, like, I'm sorry, but why. Would you keep a picture of the man you basically murdered sitting yeah. around in your living room? Like, there's that's like a giant red flag. Huge. Like, that's something fucking wrong. And Ed Jr.'s like, Huge. yeah, totally cool. Yes. That makes me want to question Ed Jr. at this time. You guys too. don't. Like, you guys don't have those. What? I thought everybody had those. Did you your know. dad kill somebody too? Like, come and on. No accidental deaths, and then you frame it. No. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> so you guys pull my leg. Uh, Sue then takes the gaff hook off the wall. Want to know what it is? And the gaff hook is basically this giant, huge fucking fish hook. You, It's used to haul in very large fish over the side of a boat. So if you catch like a marlin, marlin or a swordfish. Sh- or, shark or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this giant. It, it And it looks just like it. It looks like the hook you have on the end of a fishing line on a regular, just blunt like a thousand times. It's, yeah, it's, it's like ginormous. six feet long. It's yeah. huge. It's insanely big. Uh, Junior also points out of oh, this framed section of wall. Uh, where in the frame is this py- a, a pyramid zinger surrounded by several holes in the wall. And Junior tells a story about how his dad and his pals were drunk one night and decided to have a pyramid zinger throwing contest to see who could throw one through the wall. Oh, yeah, pyramid zinger contest. This sounds like shit, like, our group of friends would have done when we were, like, 18. Like, yeah. We did some dumbass shit. And this yeah. looks like right up our, oh, let's try, especially that house, that Place we stayed in uh, was uh, Kirksville when we went up to that tr- uh, oh, Truman yeah. State for that uh, uh, band, that party oh, up there. Oh, man. I, not a proud moment, guys, but we destroyed this house. It was pretty destroyed when we stayed in there. That's why we, we basically... It was an apartment. So these guys we were staying with lived in an apartment, but the apartment next door was empty. was vacant, was yeah. was vacant. And there's like, the door's open. You guys can stay there. Yeah. And we fucking trashed oh, that place. Oh, boy. We did a number on that place. Woo. It was... Probably need to be condemned after we were done. Not, and, what, and I mean, there was like a group of like 
10 to 12 of us, maybe even more, is crammed into this little apartment or all drunk and just belligerent. And Again, just not one of our proudest not moments. Not good, but it, it's, this is exactly something we would have done at that yes. time. Yes, And so basically, um, Big Big Ed Jr.'s dad won the contest and then he was so proud of it that he framed a section of wall and the pyramid zinger is still stuck in the wall. Now, you might be asking what the fuck is a pyramid zinger and I'll say you're not alone because I have no fucking idea what a pyramid zinger is. I'm kind of curious. My best guess is it because it just looks like a small metal pyramid shaped weight. So my guess is it's some kind of deep sea fishing weight. That's the best thing I come up with. But there's no... There's no like loop or hole where you tie it, you know, the fishing line through or doing it. It's just like this pier- sharp with very merit. sharp. It, the points are it very sharp. It almost more like a ninja, like some ninja would use, like cow traps or yes, something like that. Yes, it's yes. really duh. Like, if, I don't know what this thing is supposed to be for, other than I guess getting drunk and throwing it through a wall. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so above that, above the the pyramid zinger is the ugliest crappiest looking clay tribal mask I've ever seen. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. This is a thing of nightmares, and it looks like it just has a flappy penis for a nose. Like the, it's well, so it looks bad. like something a kid, like an advanced third grader might make. You know, and be like, oh, look, Billy is in third grade, and he made this mask. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, like some, it looked like something, yeah, like my seventh grade like art class when we were making like, uh, paper mache. Yeah, that fucking ugly thing back in my yeah. corner right there. Yeah. Um, Which you still have. Yeah. Still proud of it, huh? Uh, no, not so much. My, um, honestly, I don't know the, what the fuck the only that reason I is. keep it is because my dad gets on my, every time I'm like, I'm ready. You know, I want to get rid of it. My dad's like, no, no, it's so cool. It was original. We got to keep that. I'm like, so I keep it to keep my dad happy because I'm like, I'm done with it. But he, he, that and this other, I made a McDonald's fry thing out of clay. He thought that was the coolest thing too. I don't know why, but I, anyway, yeah. way off the subject. <laughs> Now the fact of matter. So we're talking about penis nose mask. Um, <laughs> Back to penis nose mask. Yeah. Um, and now we cut down to the garage of the condo because the condo it's kind of like a dual. The garage is on the ba- base, and then you go up steps, and the condo sits above the garage. So down in the garage, we find Big Ed waking up from all the sounds of the ugly mask falling on the floor. Which I'm surprised this is what wakes him up, and not to sound like the six couch kids tromping around and being loud up there, but just this mask falling. Right. And again, why is he sleeping in a fucking closet in the garage? I'm guessing he's is they had a hell of a night. He just passed out in the closet. This guy's for some lost reason. his shit. Yeah, yeah, like why are you sleeping in a closet? Now I've woken up. Well, we're getting off. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can regale you all night long with our drinking. Well, I think we're identifying a little too much with the mutilator here. <laughs> we probably are. <laughs> Big guy's not that bad so far. Like, like, like we were all out with them. Uh, so. Uh, Junior explains the mask. It says it's supposed to be an Incan rain god and that the priests wore these during their human sacrifice rituals and all that. Um, then Pam points out that something is missing from its hanging spot on the wall. And Junior mentions, again, very calmly. Nonchalantly. And nonchalantly oh, that's where the battle axe hangs. But shows, abs- again, no concern with that. No concern with the battle a- a fucking battle axe. Let's let that sink in. Is missing from this guy's wall. <laughs> big whoop. No big deal. So the guy who has a framed picture of the man he killed, the battle axe that he has is on wall is now missing. After the place is full <laughs> of beer beers. bottles, the door's wide open. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No big whoop. It's it's fine. So again, Pam tries to convince Ed to call the cops and like report this, and he's like, nope, not gonna do it. Fine. Tell you what, let's just 
I, I get, you know, we'll sleep on it tomorrow morning. You know, if it doesn't show up in the by the morning, then I'll call. I'll call my dad in the morning if he doesn't say anything. Because I'm sure he took it with him or, you know, the friends took it and everything's <laughs> yeah, fine. You got to take your battle axe on the road. Yeah, you got to carry that around. Personal protection. Yeah. So downstairs in the garage, we see Big Ed sleeping with the battle axe. So not only did he pass out and get drunk down there, what the fuck was he doing with the battle axe that he's sleeping with? He's curled up sleeping Cuddled, with it like it's a teddy bear. Cuddling his battle axe. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you get any more, like, just <laughs> intentional? Like, hello, here's yeah. our killer guy. Right. There is zero they surprises. They're not sugarcoating no. this at all. They're there not, is no mystery. No hint of mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's the fucker and the Jason cuddling you know, the battle axe. axe. With a framed picture of a man he already killed yeah. once. <laughs> so, now there's this quick dream sequence. Because, Ed, he woke up and he fell, falls back asleep. And in this dream sequence, it's just Big Ed dreaming of multiple ways to murder his young his son young when he was son. when he was a boy. Yeah, like, slitting his throat. We see him strangling the kid, and then he's shooting him with the same rifle that <laughs> killed his wife. Yeah, and then yeah, he Slits tops it off by, with the battle axe. Yeah, when he uses fucking axe on Ed Junior. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs, the group is hanging out, drinking, laughing. Mike and Linda, uh, who we haven't even talked about, but they're there. Uh, <laughs> they're two of the friends. They leave. and Dude, uh, Mike looks like a human Ken doll. He does. He's got this weird body. He's got this, like, like triangle upper body, you know, like the broad shoulders and the slim waist. But then his legs are stupid. Dicks. <laughs> just these weird sticks and he's tan like a motherfucker yeah. and white teeth for days with blonde hair. You know what he reminded me of? Like there's times when he talks. He reminds me of a cross between Mr. Slogin from uh Tourist Trap um and, and Hank Hill. There's there's times where the <laughs> yeah. way he talks, like you mush those together and that's Mike. <laughs> Like it's he's the he's got the weirdest voice in this movie. Hey, Junior, that boy ain't right. <laughs> um, so they they Mike and Linda leave. They and they go down. They check out the garage. Uh, they're snooping around. We see Big Ed hiding in the closet, watching him through like the cracks in the door. And uh, the two of them open a different closet, and they find on a wall. For some reason, this closet just has one wall lined. With like these sharp six to eight inch spikes, spikes that just why just fucking spikes, just spikes. It's like a fucking Iron Maiden almost. Just, yeah, they're just hanging on the just wall, lined with spikes. And like Marshall said, like you walk in the garage, there's a closet on the left and a closet on the right facing each other. They almost open up Ed's fucking closet, but they open up the other one. Yeah. So these come and play quite a bit. Yeah, these closets come back. So oh. I just, I just, just kind of set it up. There's two, like Marshall said, there's two separate closets. See, I didn't they're think facing each other. Yeah, I didn't think so. I see. Like I, one's the way, on the left, the one's on the I, right. The way I pictured it is, if you walk in the garage, right, directly on your right would be the closet with the spikes, and then if you go all the way to the back left corner, was is, is Big Ed's closet. I kind of felt that's like, how I've always felt it was set up. Yeah, it could have been, but. They move around so oddly, and like the shots in here are pretty tight. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of hard like, to tell. It's a fucking garage. But there's one on space. each side. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely on the opposite yes, side. Yes, there's like in, in the broadest sense of terms, are facing each other. Yeah. Um. So several, like Aaron just said, several times Linda comes really close to opening the closet that Big Ed's in, but each time she's about to do, she gets interrupted by something, and eventually the two of them get called back by I think Pam or something like that, and they they leave the garage. Nothing happens. So. Now we jump to the group. Oh, they, they did talk about the, uh, they found a motorboat engine in there. 
Oh yeah, well that and, I was gonna come back to that later, but yeah, it's a it's a small outboard motor like you would see on like, like one of those like tr- like little and I, I cop, like yeah. little green like fishing boats like yeah those just like a small ones. like a small can, like little boat L- little, little boat, boat. yeah and, like and, and it's funny because the guy goes you think that was the same boat that cut up that guy <laughs> oh yeah and she goes no nah, it's not big enough he goes yeah it's not big enough. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> It's like this guy's nickname should be Moose. You know, it's like he's kind of like you said the way he talks, like Slazen Hank. I don't know what to do, guys. You think that's it? No, it's not. No, it's not big enough. No, no, no. It's, it's he's such like, a weird guy. I know it's like Hulk from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he kinda, like it, talks like that. You yeah, know? It, but he and he's supposed to be like this big, like the hunky blonde guy, but he talks like a fucking like he just troglodyte. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh. Uh, we go to the main group. They just finished eating dinner. They're drinking more beer. Again, Mike and Linda leave to go for a walk on the beach at night. They frolic in the water a bit. And then we get the standard killer watching them and breathing deeply POV shot. And this is where you get that music. That yeah. But as soon as it cuts, it's like... It cuts the next scene. Yeah. It just cuts off. Boom. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. The, the cuts no, are real fast No fade. No gentle. Like, no fade away. No, like, uh... You know, transitional scene. No, no editing like savvy whatsoever. No, no. It's just like cut, bam. Okay, on to the next scene. Um, so the other four they're playing Monopoly, <laughs> and they quickly decided to quit that in pretty much immediately. Good for them. Good for them because fuck Monopoly. Fuck Monopoly. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent there. And they decided to go catch up with Mike and Linda out on the beach. So now we get a shot of this giant blue bubble made like it's like a, gino- a ginormous tarp. This thing looks like it's something like, that, like biodome. Yeah, it's like <laughs> to me, it looks more like something you would see like like a secret government agency would use like to cover up an alien spaceship, like X Files. Con- yeah, it's yeah. very X Files, like or a contaminated area, like keep out. So they're trespassing. Yeah, but it just like turns out to be a weird cover for like, the pool area, almost like a terrarium for swimming. Yeah, like it, for it, for for people to get horny and swim, a terrarium it, for, yeah, for 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 horniness. Tra- yes. Terrarium. <laughs> But, yeah, they're just like, sweet pool. Yeah. All right, let's go swimming. So they, they walk right into the Because like, there's like a slit in the tarp. Yeah. And you just walk right into it. And they turn on the lights. And they comment on how murky the water is. How, like, thick it is. You know, it's very foggy. Uh, they strip down. They go skinny dipping. While this cheesy piano music plays. Dude. Now, this is the other one I was talking about. This piano music sounds like it should be the opening theme song to, like, an 80s sitcom. It, it has that feel to it like i'm almost thinking like half cheers half like <laughs> leave it to our mr belvedere or something yeah like that. Like, oh, very good like, it's yeah. very like it's does not belong in this movie at right, all right and it's just, it's just so weird and uh it, it's not really the scene it's like it's not really sexy music and it's no. like they're getting naked and you're thinking they're gonna get some splishy yeah, splashy, it's, it's sexy just lovey time. time it's se- sexy you naked know? fun time and I agree. But no, it's like, here comes the wacky butler. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> you want to go where everybody knows your name? Like, it's it, it's a weird, <laughs> weird choice for music in right. this scene. Right, Um, Out on the beach, we get more killer POV shots of him watching the other uh, of the other More four. shitty music, yeah. Uh, in the pool, Mike and Linda, they splash around. They start making out, but the lights go out. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh, but Mike easy just gets out of the pool, turns it back gets on. Gets back up, turns it back on. Right in the pool he goes. No, no, no bigs. And he's able to find the lights like that. Yeah. It's like, no big deal. He just looks up and goes, there they are. <laughs> goes over, turns it back on. No problem. Yeah. 
Uh, more shots than playing around. Uh, Linda decided to, to, you know, she's going to float on her back, just relax and enjoy the water. And that's when a pair of hands rise up out of the water in slow motion, grab her by the face, and pull her under the water all in slow motion. Very slow motion. And the music is like, boom, boom. It's really weird. Uh, and I have to call major bullshit on this. Major bullshit. Major bullshit, because there's no fucking way that she wouldn't know that someone was that close to her in water. You would feel that. And given the angle at which these hands come up underneath her, the killer... Well, we all know the killer's fucking Big Ed. Big Ed would have been, like, <laughs> directly underneath her, reaching straight up. Again, you would feel... There's no way this works in real life. And they're playing Splishy Splashy. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's not. it's a big pool. It's a big pool. But it's not that fucking big. No. You can see... All around you. Yeah. There's nothing blocking your view. There's no one else in the pool except yeah. for two people. Two people. Then they're playing splishy splashy. They're like, oh, come find me. And that's how she gets away, quote unquote. Yeah. Because it's not that fucking hard to see Yeah, what's they're happening. playing like a weird Marco Polo type game for a while. Like they'd go under the water, swim a bit, and they come up. And looking for the other one. And then but she was laying on her back, tits up. He yeah. must have been well, underwater was, for like... Yeah. 20 minutes? Yeah, no, I'm going to say, she ended up laying on her back, but before that, they were doing that height, no, whatever. And so that means Mike, again, is either holding, he's holding his breath underwater for like a good five minutes right, at least. Right. Because when we see him after she gets killed, he comes up, he services for like, looking Ooh, around where's like, she where's she at? Where's she at? And again, it's like, how does, again, think about, it, we just saw the killer POV of him out on the beach looking at the other four. And then the cut, and he's in the water underneath Linda in like seconds. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. No. This is this no. is the worst. This is the worst. This is by far the worst thing in this movie. It it drove me nuts. So like I said, Mike surfaces from underwater, looking around for Linda, and we get so, and we also see Big Ed climb out of the pool on the ladder with Linda's dead body draped over his back. And Big Ed also takes, like, all their clothes with them. So, and you're telling me Mike doesn't see Big Ed with this? a dead body over his shoulder like, to climb out of the pool? Dude, getting out of a pool <laughs> with all of your clothes on is loud. Yeah. A splash, splash. All that water's dripping off your heavy clothes. Plus, you're carrying a, you know, a dead body. A dead body. <laughs> She's got to be, like, a buck twenty. Yeah. You know, you're hauling this out. And then you have the wherewithal to... Bend uh, over, pick over up with this 120 pound dead body on your back <laughs> and scoop up all the clothes all in the one clothes. perfect scoop. <laughs> and apparently, doing it is without being seen, seen by a guy who's standing in the pool, <laughs> actively <laughs> looking around. Oh, <laughs> that's bullshit. It's the worst scenes in all the uh, movies. It in is. All movies. It it's is. so it's, bad. It's the worst. Um, so. Mike exits the pool, and he finds a trail of his clothes. Yeah, he's like, oh, my clothes are gone. Uh-oh. It's like a breadcrumb of clo- trail yeah. of clothes. And um, he follows the trail of clothes that leads him back to the garage where he finds Linda's bra. He's like, oh, Linda. I, I, see I know what this is leading to. Uh, he spots Linda's panties on the doorknob to one of the closets. He opens it up, and oh, there's nobody there. Uh. So he goes over to the other closet, playfully saying, I'm going to get you. And he flings open the door, and that's when there's... And, and just wham! There's Big Ed with the outboard motor of a fishing boat in hand. <laughs> and he it's it's, it's full, revving. It's revving. It's roaring. It's he, revving and going. He's holding up like a goddamn weed whacker or a chainsaw. Yeah. 
and he just rips apart Mike's torso with the motor. Into Mike's guts, and Mike fucking goes for the Oscar. Oh my god! Oh, blood sprays <laughs> everywhere. Mike screaming, and de- his destiny is so <laughs> over the top. Like it's almost comical how long he takes to die. In this scene, I, I should record his death scene and get the sound clip of that. That's what, to see how long he's like, oh! Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> bravo. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the whole time, like, there's like, you know, big ass hole like this, a fucking Boat motor, <laughs> propeller flying. It's so ridiculous. It's fucking He doesn't ridiculous. move. He doesn't try to take a step back. He just stands in place. He doesn't <laughs> fall <laughs> like he did. It's so ridiculous. It's so fucking insane, this kill. Um, And I just don't think there's any way a normal human, human, let alone somebody like in his 50s, like Big Ed is, would be able to hold up a, fit, a boat motor like that while it's revving while the propeller's in flow motion and, to, and let alone control it long enough to kill somebody with it. Like, <laughs> I it's don't think it's any possible. Pretty bad. That being said, I, like I the fucking loved it though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I fucking like loved effect. it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> with I, all the flaws, it's still pretty fucking awesome. I mean, we've, that's the first. No yeah. one's ever been killed by a fucking boat motor that's before. True. That's true. In, in that way. That's true. <laughs> so, Big Ed drags Mike's body into the closet and hangs it on the wall like one of his hunting trophies by impaling him on one of those long, sharp spikes we mentioned earlier. He also does the same thing to Linda's body, only with her, he hangs her by impaling it through her head. The back of her head goes into the spike. So if you ever thought maybe, maybe there was a chance she was alive, maybe she lost consciousness, (laughs) well, not not any fucking more. (laughs) Nope. Uh, we cut back to the others. They're still on the beach. They bump into the beach patrol cop. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess Baywatch or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> old retired Baywatch. Old, old retired Baywatch guy. It's like David Hasselhoff in Nursing his 70s. home Baywatch. <laughs> no, he's, he's actually, he is a guy. He's got like the cop jacket on, but it's like, but they say all he does is patrol the beach. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and that's where they run into him on walks the Walks a roll hung, collecting sand dollars, just <laughs> wishing he had a lady. Think of the one that got away. Yeah. He's ta- not talking about fish. Yeah. Um, Pan fills the cop in on the possibility, you know, that the county was broken into. But again, Edge is like, no, don't worry about it, officer. Everything, I'm going to take care of him in the morning. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's basically he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to make it official till you tell me tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I wish all cops were like that. So, officer, I'm really not drunk. I'm not, <laughs> I just I, I, I'm with, I'll, I'll wait. And, you know, I'll see if I'm drunk in the morning, and yeah. then I'll worry about it. Well, I'm making note of it, <laughs> but I won't make it official until I see you tomorrow. Thanks, I'm officer. Breathalyzer in the morning. <laughs> you're good. You're you're one of the good ones, officer. <laughs> uh, the cop does warn them to be careful on the beach, and the thunderstorm is rolling in, which never comes. I don't remember no. ever like it never hits shore. Like he, they mention it like, okay, we're going to get the traditional, you know, horror movie thunderstorm. No, nope, it never comes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why, why even have that in the script? The squall just passed. Uh, yeah. Um, the group heads off and the cop radios in that he's going to look into a possible robbery. So he's like, he is going to look into this. So the cop reaches the condo. He starts to look around, um, around the outside. He's going around the outside of the house. Big Ed pops up behind him, 
stabs him in the face with like this large piece of wood. <laughs> like it's just a wooden plank. I couldn't tell what it was. It's a it's I a piece of wood. I didn't know if it was like a machete. I'm like, that's a fucked up looking machete. No, because I didn't know. Like, because like, when he falls, when the cop falls to the ground on his knees, and he's looking up, you can clearly see like the it's like a pe- a thin piece of wood, plank, a wooden huh. plank that I guess had it been sharp enough to go into his, but it doesn't look like it. It's not like whittled down to a point. It's just well, like this. How far did it go in? Because it was sticking out. Like, like it had gone like almost through his one cheek and into his mouth, but it doesn't come out the other side. And it's just like dang, he's just like two foot. Bored, bored dangling out of his cheek it's pretty cool looking and blood's gushing out of his mouth is spilling down his chest the cop falls to his knees and you think that's it but nope big ed this is where he pulls out the fucking battle axe and in one clean swing just chops the cop's head right off Olé. the cop beheaded torso sprays blood all over the place before falling to the ground and so there's the cop's demise with a fucking Battle axe. I can't, I'm not. I can't reiterate enough. Like this is the. First, I mean, this is 1980s. There's some good kills so far. The, oh, this movie's got great kills. I always give it that. Great kills. But a fucking battle, battle axe. axe. Not a machete. Not a chainsaw. Not a, a goddamn battle axe. Straight up like Lord of the Rings. It's like Gimli's, Gimli's axe. axe. Fucking Gimli's <laughs> axe. Or something. Like, it's just Jesus Christ. You have my sword, my bow, uh, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the remaining four head back to the condo where we get more POV, deep breathing, killer spine shots. Ed Jr. says, uh, or suggests that they save the rest of Monopoly game for tomorrow and play something that all of them can play. Which made me scratch my head because I'm pretty sure four people can play Monopoly considering the fact just a few minutes ago we saw all four of them Play Monopoly. Right. Yeah. So again, just that's just shitty writing. <laughs> uh, anyway, after some more banter, Pam gets fed up with Ralph making virgin jokes because Pam's the virgin, and Ralph is constantly giving her shit about throughout the whole movie. Uh, so she he she gets fed up with making the virgin jokes at her expense, and from out of fucking nowhere, she sucker punches him in the stomach, and then judo like, hip throws totally him. Only judo throws him. Like. Fucking Ronda Rousey just down onto the ground where she mounts him right to like ground and pound his she ass. She like rears back and he covers up. I'm like, okay, so this gave me an inkling. Like this, this was foreshadowing. Yeah, what I thought was gonna be foreshadowing. Exactly. Of hey, she's a badass. Yeah, she can hold her she on. She can, can handle herself. Nope. <laughs> never, <laughs> never ever comes back into the movie. Never comes back. Son of a bitch. Again, just waste. I don't know why you show this and then not do it something. It was a with great it. scene. It was. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Because it was clean technique, too. She did it well. Because she's like the little innocent version girl who's kind of quiet and, like, you know, wanted to report to the cops and she wanted to be upright. And here she is. She's like, wham. She, okay. She, has a she was well balanced. She was, it was well done. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't punch him. Anymore, they decide to play a game called Blind Man's Bluff, which is just a weird variant of hide and go seek. Only in this version, as Ed Jr. explains, everyone gets a beer. Which okay, I'm on board so far. That yeah. part I like. That part I like. Excuse me. He continues to explain the rules uh, to Pam, saying that one person is it, and the others leave the house. They drink their beer. Then the person that is it hides. And the others come back inside after drinking their beer, which is supposed to be like the timer for her to hide. And they try to find the hiding person. When you find the hiding person, you stand, sit, or lie down next to them. And finally, there will just be one person winding around the house trying to find everybody else. That person being the loser of the round. So, yeah. That's the game. And so we basically have now four couch kids, young adults, playing a fucking child's game. 
Yeah, it's pretty You know good. what? I have a better idea for a game. It's called Drink the Beer. Yeah. How about we just do that? How about we just play Drink the Beer? Or quarters. Quarters. Yeah, yeah. quarters. Slippy cup. Of course. Slippy cup. Asshole. Asshole. You know. uh, yeah. uh, 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 circle of sorry, Death. Circle of Death, thank you. Yeah. Three Man. Uh, anything. Yeah. You know, any of that would be better than this weird hide-and-go-seek crap. So... Sue volunteers to be it first, so all the others leave the condo. <laughs> I know. Drink the beer. Uh, Sue turns off all the lights. She goes off to hide. Outside, Big Ed spies on the other three as you know they start drinking their beer and they're sitting there waiting for her. Uh, but he's then shown sneaking into the house. Uh, but Sue, he's about to get into the house, but Sue has locked the back door just in the nick of time because we see uh, Ed reach out and start trying to open it, but it's he, she just locked it, so the knob's jiggling. And seeing it jiggle, uh, she tells Big Ed, who she thinks is Ralph, that Ralph's trying to cheat, get in early. Like, hey, hey, you have to wait for it like everyone else. So you might be curious, you know, it's a big question. Where does Sue hide? Because you know what? I was thinking the same thing. It, yeah. You got to figure out where is she going to hide? This is a, it's, it's, it's not that sparse. It's it's a sparse house. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so a man lives there. Where she decides to hide is a bit surprising. Uh, she s- decides to sit on top of the kitchen table with her back to the wall. Uh, but she does decide it would be good to put the cooler in front of her with the lid open to try to cover try up a little cover bit. Up a little bit. But she's sitting on top of a fucking table. You can just walk in the kitchen and, oh, oh there, there you are. There, there's Sue. Yeah. So um, the rest of them enter the house, and we also see the shadow of Big Ed walking up the outside stairs. It's supposed to be creating suspense yeah. that they're all like wandering sneaking in the dark. around, wandering in the dark, and Big Ed's in there too, yeah. wandering around just as, ooh, are they going to run into him? Who's going to get killed? Yeah. Pam easily finds Sue and joins her by crawling underneath the table. Um, now, again, I get how this game might work and even be a little bit of fun due to the fact that it's supposed to be in like played in complete darkness, pitch black. I get then, yes. However, there's so much light during this scene that it makes zero sense and it's completely unbelievable that anyone would have any trouble finding someone during this game. Uh, plus the fact that Sue is sitting right next to a fucking window right. that has so much moonlight coming in, it's just blasting the kitchen you with light. You can see the VO5 shine in her hair. You can see everything. And she's it's supposed to be like people are like, oh my god, I can't see. It's really poorly done. I got no giggles for the VO5. That was a nice, awesome shampoo reference from the 80s. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. <sighs> I was letting the, the listeners laugh and enjoy that one. Dude, I thought that was a home run. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Ralph Ralph finds her next, and, and, she, and he joins Pam underneath the table. So now we got Pam and Ralph hiding under the table with Sue sitting on top of it. We see Big Ed enter the house and creep his way into the kitchen. Seeing his legs and thinking it's Ed Jr., Ralph begins to reach out a hand to grab one of the legs, but Pam stops him. Uh, Ed, Big Ed walks over to and unlocks the door that Sue had locked, then creeps out of the kitchen. Now, how in the blue hell he doesn't see Sue how? sitting on the goddamn table <laughs> is beyond me. It's pretty, it's like they show him walk past her and you see her clear as day. You see her, yeah, it's obvious she's right there. And Grant, she, for some reason, has her eyes closed, so that's why she doesn't like, freak out when she sees Big Ed. But he walks past her not once, but twice. But yet, Pam walked right up to her, like, there you are. Yeah, as, as, as any normal human as being sh- with, yeah. with, with good vision would do. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> like I said, it's not pitch black. It's barely a dark in this room at all. Anyway, Big Ed ducks out of, uh, out of off the screen, 
off of the screen right as Ed Jr. enters, but pops right back up with a large tire iron in his hand, raised up like he's ready to hit Ed Jr. over the back of the head with it. Ed Jr. enters the kitchen, followed by Big Ed, you know, getting ready to hit him. But Jr. goes over to the fridge, opens it up, saying, any of you guys want a beer? Ah, he knows where they're at. With the quickness of a fucking cat, Big Ed is able to spin around and leave the room right as the light from the fridge, like, fills the kitchen and surrounds all three of them. And the sound is like, oh, you found it. Oh, are heard. And then Big Ed sneaks out. He exits the condo as the group, they you know, they drink more beer. Pam voices her concerns over Mike and Linda not, or for Mike and Linda being gone for so long, as long this, as they're gone. This going. is about appropriate. I would agree with this. That's, yeah. that's, I would start to be like, all right, there's, there's enough fuckery going around. What's going on? Yeah, you know? I agree with you. It's been long enough. Uh, but Ralph again tells her not to worry that they, you know, let's all just go upstairs and get ready for bed. They'll be back. Pam tells Ed Jr. that she's not, you know, like, hey, I'm not putting out tonight, mister. You're not getting any. Um, so back I, in the... I'm very curious as to how long they've been together. Yeah, how I How long too. is he going to play this game? Well, we don't know what year... I don't think they're freshmen. They could be seniors. And we don't know. It's the beginning of the semester. Yeah, you don't know. They, there's no indication of how long they've been together. Yeah, because, man... Mm. Waiting for a girl to put out that long... Especially that early that, in your life when yeah. you're, like, in your early 20s. When and you're, like, prime ready to you're go. You're basically a walking hard-on. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's that's... That's a tough pill to swallow. It, it is you know, at that age. It really is. Um, so back in the garage, Big Ed spikes the cop's head onto the wall. Um, he, he, so he, 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 he's he, got his trophy room going. Yeah, he puts the cop's head onto a spike. And then he uses like an elaborate pulley system to hoist up the cop's dead torsed body. And then he like sticks, like props it up underneath the decapitated head to like put him back together again <laughs> in the trophy in the trophy closet of death <laughs> um and then he retreats back to his like his sleeping closet <laughs> time to go back to bed uh that has linda's panties hanging on it still <laughs> it's his other trophy yeah <laughs> uh sue convinces ralph to go look for mike uh because sue and ralph are also together by the way we haven't mentioned that to go out look for mike and linda by suggesting that he will get to see her tits when he gets back and now ladies and gentlemen <sighs> The movie turns into a fucking Benny, Benny Hill, Hill episode. Totally. Dude, I like how we were both on the same page right there. It's The tape is sped up as Ralph hops off the bed, puts on a shirt, <laughs> rushes <laughs> out of the bedroom. <laughs> like a giddy little boy on Christmas morning, complete with like a jazz hands exit. Like he looks, <laughs> always, like he looks back at the camera like, jazz hands. <laughs> ah, and then wacky. he closes the door. Like I'm waiting to hear like a bicycle horn. <laughs> like what you know? the fuck was that? Why is that in this movie? Again, it should be, that's like a again a fucking National Lampoon slapstick college and it's totally comedy. It's coming out of nowhere because they don't yeah. do anything like that before, and they don't do anything like that since. No, it's so fucking weird. And again, like, like it's starting to get a flow. It's starting to get a flow. It's built, and then you get this. It's it like, takes you right out of it. Like, what? what the fuck <laughs> breaks? Yeah, all flow. I totally agree. Like it was the stupidest. I don't understand this at all. I kind of liked it. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Because I was like, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to see tits. He's, he's, ooh, he's excited. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> Man, so, I took you out of it, it now. Did, like that. Uh, <laughs> That's like the wind out of your sails. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> 
fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Ralph tells Ed Jr. and Pam that he's going to lock up downstairs and he's going to go going out looking for Mike and Linda one more time. He heads outside to the beach, calling out for him. Uh, he calls out for them one time. One time before heading back up the counter, I was like, fuck it, I'm going back inside. Well, that's good on him. Yeah. Dude, that's about the same amount of effort to be like, well, you know what? I tried. Let's <laughs> go right. see them titties. Came with the old couch try. <laughs> he stops midway up the stairs and then heads down to the garage, calling out for Mike and Lane. So he's, he's like, like uh, uh, well, let me check the garage. Yeah. So now the lights in the garage won't turn on. He stands there trying to get Mike and Linda to come out from wherever they're hiding because he's convinced they're hiding in here. Ralph finds Linda's, Linda's panties still on the closet doorknob. So he picks up the pyramid zinger, throws it at the closet door, like, thinking they're in there, which that's just fucking dangerous and clear. That's <laughs> a shit. Like, what if that went through the door? Again, that sounds like something one of our friends would have done back in fucking 98, would have thrown something at one of us. Sure. <laughs> fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The Are you looking at me like I'd be the one throwing it at you? No, 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 no. Uh, I won't say who, but I have some, some people in mind who that would be. There's a couple on your short list. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the noise of the pyramid zinger hitting the door wakes Big Ed up again, who's Dude, sleeping. Dude, passed in. out again. This guy just is like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, insomniac? Or not insomniac. Uh, narcoleptic. Narcoleptic. He just passes out all the time. Dude. Dude, Killen takes it out of you. I guess so, man. man. Plus, he's been drinking for how no, who knows, who knows how, how long. How fucking hungover is he? He's yeah. like, oh god, I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> That's why he's killing people. He's like, I'm fucking hungover. You just let me sleep. <laughs> Gotta sleep this off. You won't let me sleep. I have to kill you. Um. I mean, maybe that's why he's in the closet because it's the darkest room. No light gets in there, and yeah. you're really hungover. Some, you just don't want the yeah, light, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we just put a whole new spin on this movie. I want, I, I want, I want to uncover this a bit more. Okay. So maybe Ed. He's not so much crazy. Maybe he's a bit crazy, but the only, he's not because all those booze bottles were his that he's gone through. He's more cranky than crazy. Yeah, he's just a, <laughs> he's just severely fucking hungover because he went through like twelve bottles of scotch and Jack Daniels over the last few days. He went on a binge, and now he's passed out. These college kids keep coming up to him, interrupting him his hangover. His hangover. He, he's pissed off, and he's like fuck. And he, so he snaps a bit, and, his, and he can't think straight in his hangover. So he's like fuck it. I'm just he kills him. And he's just trying to go back to sleep and sleep off his hangover, but he keeps getting interrupted. I think this is where you really might, what the movie's right about. I think I think we found something here. Yeah, I feel like killing people when they wake me up sometimes. Yeah, it's like when you're hungover, yeah. like all you want to do is like, yeah, I I've had that, I felt that rage, like I want to fucking kill you. Just It'd be to awesome you if up. he just woke up and like dry heaved and threw up a little bit, like when you first got up, like blah, blah, kill. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I like this guy. You see him pop some Tums or yeah. something. or just, just like guzzle some water. And go, oh. Gatorade getting those yeah. electrolytes. Oh, Gatorade probably wasn't around. Well, when yeah, did Gatorade maybe, come out? Maybe. I don't know when Gatorade came out. But yeah. Well, yeah, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, pop, pop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> oh, what a relief it is. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Big Ed wakes up from uh, a <laughs> uh, pyramid zinger hitting the door. Uh, so he then... Ralph hangs the panties on back on the doorknob, still talking as if Mike and Linda are in the closet. He picks up a hammer and a nail, like he's gonna hammer, he's gonna, like he's gonna nail the door shut and lock them in. But he does have a change of heart at the last moment. Um, but uh, he so instead he opens the fucking door and he hits a fucking trident through the neck. Yeah, like a, a legit. Poseidon trident <laughs> through the neck. Release the Kraken. Wow. <laughs> and Big Ed then lifts Ralph off the ground by the
the trident that's through his neck and then hangs Ralph to the inside part of the door to his murder trophy closet. Pierces the trident to the wall yeah. through his neck and twists off the he handle. Takes the handle off, leaving just the metal forked barbed trident prongs on the door through <laughs> through the neck through of Ralph's neck hanging from the closet murder death closet it's door. Pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Like, and he take he takes the shaft off so he can close the closet door. Uh, my, it just there's not enough room. I need to take this off. There we go. <laughs> Handy guy. This, just this big again, head. I gotta say the kills is, are so the, the fucking murder weapons are insane. Like you yeah. don't see these like a, a, a fishing motorboat, a, a outboard motorboat, a battle axe and a trident a chunk of wood was a used a chunk of wood like again okay now we're, we have a battle axe and a trident these are weapons gladiators use in the arena <laughs> <laughs> yes they had a net I a wish net he would use the net somehow <laughs> he should have he should have tossed a net let Ralph run threw a net on Ralph the net on Ralph and then kill him with the trident yeah that would have been like glad gladiator right yeah. there yeah uh, <laughs> expect him to open up another door and a lion's gonna jump out <laughs> Uh, we cut to Sue. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> we cut to Sue. She's in bed reading, waiting for Ralph. She gets tired of waiting, so she gets up, leaves the bedroom, heads downstairs. She goes outside looking for Ralph while we see Big Ed enter through the kitchen doorway, the, ki- the back door, the kitchen door. Pam wakes up hearing that, tries to wake up Ed Jr., but he's out cold. Big Ed takes the ginormous gaff hook off the wall as Pam gets out of bed. She opens a door to one of the other bedrooms and she gets hit in the face by a stuffed dummy that Ralph had apparently left as a prank. Oh, you prankster. Uh, so Big Ed then creeps out of the house with the gaff hook and Pam goes to wake up Ed Jr. telling him that everyone's missing. She forces him to get up and to help her look for the others. Now this is where they start to kind of panic. Yeah. They're starting yeah. to be like, well, this, this shit's getting real. Yes. Yeah. Sue is outside in her nightgown being stalked by a big Ed. But she goes back inside. Uh, she gets back inside the house and she bumps into Pam and Ed Jr. They send her upstairs to get dressed. Cause yeah, get, this get, is where they start getting like, panicked. Yeah. Something's not right. Get dressed. We're going to, we're going, yeah, we're, we're out of here. Pam gets, uh, Pam goes, gets her coat so they can all leave. And that's when she notices the back doors open. Sue convinces them to take one last look for the others. Despite Pam's like, fuck that. We need to get out of here. Yeah. But she's like, I can't, we can't one more. Look, one more. Look, Dude, famous last word, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Famous, I'm just, just like... get in the car and go. I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just go. So, of course... This is where I felt like yelling at the screen. I'm like, bitch, get out of there! <laughs> get out of there, bitch! <laughs> like, I, that's that part of me started coming out. <laughs> so, what so do they do? And, of course, they decide to split up. Of course. Of course. Pam and Ed go around the house one way, leaving Sue alone to go the other so guess what happens here, people? As soon as they split up, the, like, the second Sue soon. rounds the corner, she rounds the corner, and bam, she gets grabbed by Big Ed. He has her by the neck, and with one hand, this normal fifty-year-old hungover man <laughs> lifts her off the ground, and not just inches. I, we're like three feet off the ground. He lifts her into the air. It's the power of Schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> And with his other hand, he raises the battle axe up, but instead of killing her, he just basically forces her into the garage where he uses the axe like to sweep and knock everything off of his workbench. Um, and he forces Sue down to the workbench. Still, 
only with one hand. Kind of choke slams her in a way, it like a slow of, motion a, choke slam. Yeah, very yeah. And again, this fucker must be the world's strongest fifty-year-old man. Uh, he has to be like a secret superhero or something. Hungover man. Hungover man. There we go. There's the superpower. He's hungover man. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, he's powered by booze. <laughs> powered by hangover, I guess. <laughs> How he gets his power? It's from yeah. hangover. He has to be hungover to get his superpowers. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was your superpower? The only way you get superpowers is if you're hungover. Dude, I'd be pretty invincible. <laughs> would it be worth it? Like, God, because I get epic hangovers. I hate my hangovers. When I get them, I was like, God, I don't know if that'd be worth it. Mine are pretty bad, but I just power hangover, through. Man. I power through, man. I. I just keep going, and I feel sick. I've thrown up a few times, like, keep going. <laughs> Must have brunch. Uh, Hangover Man, he drops the axe, and he picks up the gaff hook. And when he does this, he actually completely lets go of Sue. Yeah. There's now nothing nor anyone holding Sue down, but for some godforsaken reason, she doesn't get up and run away or even try to get up and struggle. She just lays there on the workbench. The alcohol fumes from his breath. They're suppressing her body. (laughs) They're just holding her down. It's part of his power. (laughs) So Big Ed then runs the the gaff hook down her body to her crotch and in between her legs. Yeah, it's like this... Like slow going, moving, sexy, like whoa, yeah. whoa. Uh, we're Very easy, big head. Yeah, and this is where he turns the hook so the barbed point is pointing up towards her vag. He then uses two hands. He yanks the hook upward violently, violently. Roof. The barbed pointy end impales her through the vagina. Big Ed continues to yank the hook up towards her head while turning it upwards. So we see the the hook's barbed tip rip through and come up like out of her, her stomach. In a stomach area. Right through, yeah. her, right through her belly button, which pretty much turns Sue into like a human worm on a fish hook. Yes, very good description. And still not finished with that, then Big, Big Ed picks up the battle axe and chops off her head just for good measure. I was a, I love the scene, the graphic nature of it. It's, it's really so good. graphic. I was a little bummed she didn't scream at all. She's like, ah! She did. I mean, she screamed, but yeah, it wasn't like a. Ah! It was more like a. Ah! It, was, yeah. it was like a, a, a pain. Yeah, I wasn't too. I wasn't too, bond by her performance because it was just a different type of scream. It wasn't a screaming like terror. It was like where you're screaming pain, but it's so much pain like you could be like ah. Like yeah, that's, that. that's the kind of pain I feel when I have a giant turd. <laughs> you know, just like. Ah! I I I kind of see where you're going, yeah. but I, I wasn't. It didn't really stand out too much to me in that in that scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it again insane kill. Just yeah. Again, another original giant fucking fish hook to the vagina. That's a that's, funny that's sentence original. to say. Yeah, that I never thought I'd say that one before. <laughs> giant fucking fish hook to the vagina. Wow. Um, that's a first in my life. I think. Yeah. You heard it here. Definitely, definitely a first. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Pam and Ed Jr. They come back to the garage and they go inside. They spot Sue on the workbench. When Pam goes up to her, like, like Sue, Sue, touches her, touches Sue on her arm. Sue's head rolls off. Pam screams and tells Junior to cover Sue up with something. Yeah, she's she's really panicking. She's doing a good, pretty good job she's here. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I was actually surprised she was, in, that, in her panic, she's like, had enough whereabouts to like cover her up and not just turn and run. Um, looking for something to cover Sue up with, he opens the murder closet <laughs> and finds all the dead, mutilated bodies. <laughs> and then it's this double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He grabs Pam and they start to leave, but they see the shadow of the killer, well, Big Ed, holding the battle axe, approaching the garage. They are Fucksville. Junior shoves Pam into uh, the other closet, Big Ed's closet, to hide her, and he locks her in by wedging a board against the door, kind of jamming it. He then picks something up off the floor and ducks into the shadows. Big Ed, battle axe in hand, enters the garage. Junior pops up from the shadows, hitting Big Ed over the head with whatever it was he picked up. I've never, you don't really see it. Uh, but Big Ed barely fucking flinches because Hangover Man is impervious. He is. Uh, the two of them struggle, but Junior is quickly knocked to the ground, seemingly unconscious, out cold. So Big Ed then binds his son's feet and hands uh, with rope or something. It was tape. Was it tape? Okay. Yeah, he like tapes them up. Okay. Yeah, uh, he has like this fucking roll of duct tape all of a sudden. Yeah. So he basically yeah, almost like... He had this workbench. I mean, I, I don't Yeah, I don't it's mind a garage. It. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Uh, he picks up his axe and is about to fucking behead Junior when Pam bursts out of the closet screaming, Leave him alone! Uh, and she starts just throwing everything she can. Random shit she yeah. can find. Junior wakes up. Big Ed stabs Junior in yeah, the leg he, with like the spiked tip. I, I love this part because he's just like he's like no run. And he's just like shut up. Whap. Yeah, he, he, does, just, he just stabs. Just, it wasn't like a violence, just like enough to go. You know, but it's like it stabs him and he goes. And all this blood just comes gushing. Oh, it's like just pour, yeah. The blood effects are pretty good in this movie. I gotta say. So yeah, um, and then he turns his attention back to Pam. Uh, Pam's still throwing anything and everything she get her hands on at, at Big Ed. What does she find? One of these happens to be the Pyramid Zinger. The Zinger! Which she throws, and it gets lodged in the side of Big Ed's she temple. Like, it right in his temple. such force. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this Bonk. big metal pyramid sticking out of his head, his head. And still... Barely bothered by this at all, he just reaches out and plucks it out he's, and just drops. He it. staggers like, a little bit, you know. Barely. <laughs> it, it's like it's like you, like I think he would flinch more if he plucked a nose hair or something like that. Then <laughs> <laughs> he pouring this thing out of his head. You know, when you're hungover, nothing wakes you up more than plucking a few nose hairs. <laughs> that gets your eyes open. <laughs> Done that trick before. So, Pam then finds like a fishing knife in a drawer. She arms herself with it. She charges Big Ed like a madman, stabbing him in the chest with the knife. Uh, the two of them struggle a bit. And here, this is again, you would think this is where the judo throws or someone would come in. And right. Cut, That'd and, be a and, perfect opportunity. Nope. She just, you know, they struggle. But it, it looks at this point more like they're slow dancing. They're yeah. Just like, they're yeah. holding each other. It's kind of like slowly spinning. And it's like junior high slow dancing. They're just kind of Yeah, it's spinning not like in eternal circles. embrace. It's not like the struggle or the. Yeah, they're not like, like around the, the neck. Or yeah. anything. They're not choking each other. They're just holding each other and kind of spinning in a circle really slowly. Finally, Big Ed falls to the floor, dead. That'd be a perfect opportunity for her to be like, wow, yeah, you know, like and judo toss. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he partially lands on Junior, who wiggles his way out from underneath his father. He's like, get off! <laughs> He's really winding it up. Yeah. Uh, Pam cuts Junior free as more tranquil, peaceful piano music starts to play. She helps him hobble over to the car. They get in. Pam locks the doors and rolls up the windows, which is smart. And I like that they did that. You know, I'm glad they showed that. The two of them hug. They cry. And in a just a superb, gr- mwah, brilliant display of bad acting. It's so, 
so bad in this this scene with him. Uh, Pam tries to start the car, but of course it won't start. Um, so Pam, uh, so Ed Junior's just like, you know, give it a minute. You're, you flood the engine. Just, mm-hmm. just wait a minute. So they sit there and talk as they're talking. We can see through the car windshield as Big Ed gets up <laughs> and limps just, over to just, the car. Just lumbers. <laughs> Pam uses a handkerchief and Ed Junior's belt to like cover up the sp- and make a tourniquet on. on uh, the spear hole, basically, yeah, no in, his, shit. in his leg. Uh, she then goes to turn on the car again, and she turns the headlights on. This, or she, she turns them off to save the battery power, but that's when she notices... Um, Big Ed's body. Yeah, Big Ed's body is gone. She frantically tries to start the car again. That's when Big Ed pops up on top of the car, battle axe in hand. He begins to chop his way through the convertible top the convertible's top screaming and looking like a complete madman. He's like, just, like I lo- his facial look on this is crazy. He's going for broke. Yeah, he is. Uh, he reaches through the roof, grabs Junior by the neck. Pam uses the cigarette lighter to burn Big Ed's hand, force him to release, uh, release Junior. And the burn from uh, this cigarette lighter is insane. Hey, man, they don't make him like they used to. They I don't make him not, anymore at no. all. <laughs> This burn is seriously insane. Like it's not like just like a little circular burn. Like she burns it and like, like almost like drags the it down. Burn like, and smear. Like his, it's like smears. his skin like rips like melts off of her. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, that's the way I can describe it. It's just like smearing your hand across icing or something like that. Yeah, and, like, smears. Yeah, yeah. Like if your skin was icing, mm. you just ran a finger through it. That's what like yeah. This, that's it's a, a pretty gr- still a good effect, you know. Yeah. But man, I was thinking to myself. I'm like, I had a cigarette lighter in my first car. I had a cigarette I think lighter we all in my did. second car. Every car, every car I've ever had car. has a cigarette lighter in it. Every car I've ever had has had a cigarette lighter. Your current car still has a cigarette lighter in it? Yes, it doesn't work right now, but it does. Holy shit. Like, no, uh, there's the, there's, there's, you know, does it have the actual yes, little it's a piece? Cigar- yes, it's a cigarette lighter. That you can lighter. put a cigarette, wow. Yes, it just, the fuse on it, does, it doesn't work, but yes, it was an actual cigarette lighter. Whoa. Um, Baller. So, uh... Pam starts the car up. She she it starts up. She throws in reverse and then quickly back into drive. This sends Big Ed flying off of the car. Before she drives away, Pam spots a police car pulling up. Yeah, the police are awesome. They look at her like what what the heck's going? Oh, <laughs> like, God oh, damn! Shit. We actually have to do something. Oh, this is not going to be a good night. Yeah. <laughs> she screams out for help. The cops get out of the car as we see Big slowly. <laughs> As we see Big Ed using the using the battle axe, which he has embedded into the top of the trunk of the car to pull himself up like he was the fucking T-1000, man. Yeah. This is straight out Terminator 2. It really is. It's like Robert Patrick like pulling himself up on top of the cop car. This is where James like, Cameron got the idea. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just like, you know, it's a great scene in the Mutilator when he's got run he got Just replace the battle axe with the, 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 the liquid metal arm. arm. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls himself up. up. Seeing this, Pam throws the car back in reverse, slams on the gas. She rams the car into a wall made out of cinder, cinder blocks. blocks which uh, <laughs> Big Ed, finally this makes Big Ed scream out in pain. And it was epic. His eyes get so big and his lips, he just looks so stupid. Yeah. He looks like fucking Archie Bunker. <laughs> like, like he, His body's crushed. Junior cries out and uh, cries in the front seat saying, that's my dad. <laughs> like no shit. Just now realizing this. Uh, one of the cops pops up, telling Pam to you know just 
Pull forward. Pull forward. Because Ed is seemingly dead. Yeah, he's on draped, the on the trunk. The, draped on the tr- trunk. trunk. Just squ- squished yeah. like a bug. Pull so, forward. Pull forward. I love God. I love this so much. She pulls forward, and when she does, we see Big Ed's lower half. His legs just, just fall, to the, fall ground to the ground in a wet, bloody thud. Flat. And his torso falls to the side, still clinging to the battle. Still axe. holding the axe. You see the intestines plop out. Blood's pouring everywhere. But still alive, still alive. Big Ed's upper half is, <laughs> like I said, still gripping the fucking battle axe. Pam and Junior hug some more thing and it's over. We cut back to Big Ed, which I guess we can't call him Big Ed, Big Ed <laughs> he's anymore. Just, he's just he's Ed. Just Ed. <laughs> and anyways, one of the cops walks up to the two halves of Big Ed. When suddenly, somehow, like I said, still hasn't bled out yet. He's still alive. Big Ed grabs the cop by the ankle in one hand, and in the other hand somehow manages to swing the battle axe in one fluid chop. Just chops the cop's leg. Slices it right off. Right off. Clean as could be. All while laughing like a fucking madman. He's like, this is my last chance. Gotcha. He's like, <laughs> 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 he loved it so much. I know it's it's so insane. It's so nice. The cop falls to the ground, clutching his bloody green stump. Big Ed continues to laugh as he chops the axe down into the dirt, like you know, just like you know, you stab him. I'm done. And the laughter check, please. <laughs> the laughter fades away as he slowly dies. But god damn, what a way to. Oh, what a way to go to like how the fact that his upper torso is still alive to cut a cop's leg off That's just some, before you die. Just is basically a fuck you. That's the most baller death we've like seen in a while. Is, how would you be able to? I understand maybe be able to move an arm, grab the leg, but how there's no way you can. I think you can swing the axe. I think that would take core strength. And since your core it's, has been cut in much, half, pretty much gone. You have no core. <laughs> you be able to swing the unless axe unless he's holding with, with that one any arm. force unless he's got a good grip with that one arm to stabilize himself and you maybe possible or that axe I mean, is, that the axe is fucking like you know adamantium you know yeah. or like jason Voorhees mache from jason x you know Uber. dude he's hangover man <laughs> he is hangover man not anymore no. <laughs> but he was it took a lot to take down Hangover Man. Yeah, it did. Fuck it. Fuck Nate did. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Cut him in fuck. You cut him in half and he's still going. Like, Holy shit. Jason hasn't has taken less damage and died in movies than this guy has. <laughs> it's like some zombie shit right yeah. there. So we cut to Junior coming out of a hospital room. He's in a hospital robe. He walks up to some nurse by a door and he's like, how is she? The nurse says, oh, she's about about the same, whatever. Junior enters the room where we see Pam sitting in a chair. He rests her hand on his, she rests his hand on his arm as he stands next to her. The two of them look out the window as more peaceful music plays. Blackout, roll credits. And that's where we get another. Fall break. Fall break. And it's entire the entire it song takes you right out of any and sort of like fear or like relief or anything. It's just like time to get wacky again, guys. Yeah, it is time for fall break. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> along with the credits, you... it's like a kick in the nuts at the very end. <laughs> You're like oh, boom! Oh, fall break! Oh, god damn! Why did they play that song? Oh. Um, as the credits roll, we do get some bloopers play for each person in the cast, sort of. Some are bloopers. Some are just them, like, just 
showing the same like other yeah, scenes again. Like a, Some are kind of bloopers of them messing up. Anyway, it, it doesn't really matter. They do, when they do show Big Ed, he's just holding the the, the, the propeller motor. He's like, at the camera, like I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, so, all right, that's 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 the mutilator. Let's move on to favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. I'm excited about favorite kills this week because uh, there were this movie is filled with great except for Linda drowning in the pool. Everything else in this movie is awesome. Oh yeah, I gotta say this movie has some of the best kills I've ever seen in a long time. I mean, in a very long time. Oh, like any one of these kills would probably be one of my favorite kills in any, in other, any movie. other movie. I know this is this movie is like an all star of favorite kills. Like it, it, exactly, like it's gonna be tough. You I can love tell this. they sacrifice a lot of story, but they fucking made up for it in kills. kills. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So. What, it's tough, man. What do you got this week? I'm going to have to go with, uh, I think it's Mark getting killed. With Mike? The, Mike, the fish propeller. Yeah, the um, boat propeller? The, the propeller. Because that was, one, it was very graphic, and it was so long the way he and died. weird. <laughs> and he's screaming. He's going, oh! <laughs> Look at his watch. <laughs> Look at his watch, yeah. <laughs> Order some food on his phone. <laughs> well, that was before phones, but oh, he's so like, good. I gotta be on screen at least three more seconds. Get my sad card. Yes, oh! yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take that deep breath. Think about the insurance. Think about the insurance. Think about the insurance. Oh! <laughs> it's my favorite kill. It's a great one, man. There's I got so many good ones. I loved them all. Like, I mean. They're all so good. Big Ed's. I, I mean, come on. Big, uh, Big Ed's alone is awesome. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Kid. I loved, I really like Sue. The fish hook for the vagina is, that Ooh, was yeah. fucking brutal Oof. and a first. But actually, I'm torn with Mike too. Like that, the fish, the boat motor is insane. It's so It's ridiculous. so crazy. And it, yeah, it is. But it still works. Yeah, in this yeah. movie, it works. Oh, God. Um, Um, I love Sue's the fish hook through the vagina. In any other movie, that would be my favorite kill. It's so good, but I can't go through the boat motor. It's so fucking crazy and just insane and over top that it 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 takes it for me. But just barely because everything the cop Sue yeah like they're all good, good kills. kills. So yeah, well, I'm, I agree with you. I would say Mike. Okay, but wow, it's, it's close. Very I'm very surprised. close. But it's such a shame that like this movie has all these great kills. I know. It's like I, it's like I want to like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to say Sue because you know another kill deserves it. But really, I think that is my. I mean, bo- we went just we, we just went crazy about the Big Ed kill too. Yeah, the, the big, kills are great. Kills are awesome in this movie. All right, so let's move on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb. Gives it a 5.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has, there is no thermometer score. Huh. But it, it only has a 25% audience score. That seems low. Amazon gives it a 3.3 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords. There were 147 plot keywords. Wow. Um, a lot of them were very similar. Uh, I wrote down ones that I thought were a little weird, like I always do. First one was car won't start. <laughs> uh, that being a plot word. It's the first time I've seen that in the whole yeah. movie. It's the first one at a time I've seen this. The next two are make me question them because the next two are black comedy and dark comedy. And I don't see how anybody, this is not a comedy in any, what well, dark comedy really is, this is not. Maybe it's because of that fucking song. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but there's really not 
there's really no humor. I mean, Ralph is supposed to be the funny prankster guy, but even that's not that funny. It's not that funny. funny. There's no. I don't understand why that. Those should not. Yeah. Be, I don't agree with those at all. Uh, then another plot card keyword was jeans. Just yeah, jeans. Lots of lots of blue jeans. Lots of blue jeans. Um, natural light beer, Natty Light. Fuck yeah, dude! Because that, that all they drink we, is Natty Light. We already that was like the first thing we said. Yeah. Natty Light. Natty Light. Uh, Budweiser. There is one. Cooler. Yes. Urinating on ground is a plot keyword because apparently people want to see that in a movie. There is. And the last two, attempted child murder is always a pleasure, and slitting the throat of a child made a plot keyword. Child murder we've had, attempted child, but slitting the throat of a child. Very detailed. Who's out there writing that into their search? You said there were 147. 147. I'm kind of curious. Sally Panties was not one again. Wow. And it's predominantly featured. Yeah, it's like, it's it's almost like a booby trap. It's almost like bait. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Like the panties are bait. Like, I'm not taking this bait. No, I'm not taking that one. <laughs> no. Where are our panty lovers? Guys, you're letting me down. I know. This is like the third or fourth movie in a row. We haven't had panties. I'm so surprised. I'm, I'm getting angry at this. Like, I want my panty lovers back. You panties <laughs> lovers are slacking. You are slacking hard. Get on those plot keywords and get the panties back out there. <laughs> Come on, you bastard, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trivia. Uh, the film was released theatrically in two versions, first unrated and later in an R version. Um, like we already said, it was originally called Fall Break, but was changed to v- the video release for marketing reasons to the Mutilator. Uh, again, because I guess pe- Fall Break wasn't intimidating enough or people didn't know what oh, they were no going like, to get. So, like... Uh, According to director Buddy Cooper, the car featured in the movie, I'm guessing the convertible, was sold shortly after production wrapped and wrecked by the new owner about three days later. <laughs> uh, director cameo Buddy Cooper is the bloody dead man in the photograph that we talked about. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, they poured milk into the swimming pool to make the water more murky. Uh, oh, I, okay, my printer ran out of... Uh, color ink and didn't print out but the the woman who played the mom whatever her name is she stepped in at the last minute to play the mother in the opening scene after the original actress uh in the role decided not to play the part for religious reasons for which is what somebody's got to stick up their ass she didn't want to be associated with the fucking mutilator (laughs) which is well that time would have been fall break it's true. Uh, it's a wacky good time. Yeah. Uh, Linda was originally supposed to be killed by a spear gun, not the fish hook. Hmm. Wait, no. Linda was Linda was drowned. She yeah. should have been killed with a spear gun. That yeah. would have been much better. That would have been much better. Um, it was shot in 29 days in chronological order, and the climax was shot in a single night. In the script, Big Ed was supposed to be killed when he's ripped apart, ripped in two by a turnstile bridge. Uh, it's <laughs> why it was changed. Well, there's conflicting reasons why. I've, there were two different reasons. I've, so I just put them down. One, the stunt was t- deemed too dangerous, and the death scene was rewritten because. And two, the sequence was ultimately shelled because the filmmakers couldn't get access to said drawbridge. <laughs> so, whichever <laughs> one you want to take. I'm kind of leaning more towards uh, number ladder. two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for trivia. Uh, but we do get to go into, I'm so glad we get to do it. We get to play the budget game this Sweet. week. They spent how much? The budget game. All right. Uh, budget. Aaron, what do you guess is the budget for the 1984, 85, where we go? We're going to go on 85, I guess, whatever. Early 80s, Mutilator. 
29 days, no name actors, one and dones, basically. Fucking great effects, honestly. Good, good effects. Um, beach location, 29 days, 1980s, lots of natty light. Um, <laughs> uh, $150,000. Alright, $150,000. Well, <clears throat> you came in under budget this week. Budget for the, the Mueller, $450,000. Wow. Yeah. I suck at this game. <laughs> well, I'm actually impressed. Normally, I, I thought you were going to go over. I yeah. really thought you were going to go way over, but you came in way under. Part um, of me was thinking 300000 I was like, ah. All right, with that. Uh, you know, it's tough to. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's just tough because when you see something like Pork Chop, where there's yeah. bloody and guts and all kinds of yeah. stuff, and, you know. <sighs> I guess things have gotten cheaper, or we've learned from people like who've done Mutilator uh, how to make. A Honestly, things have gotten decent... more expensive, but indie movies are finding. Yeah, it's so it's real I, clever I, ways I, to like get around I don't, it. You yeah. know, I don't envy you. I mean, it's a tough job for you. You know, it's tough for you to do. Thank this. you, thank you. It is tough. It is tough. It is tough to be wrong every fucking week. Every almost every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really tough. But you know what? You, you stick know, with it. Stick with it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to five-star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. All right, from Deborah Odroyd or whatever. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not much in the way of nudity, but the nudity you do get is very sweet. The guys are cool, relatable, and some are funny, and the women are gorgeous, smoking hot, and really loyal to their friends as much as the guys are. Five stars. Aw. It's all about the camaraderie for him. Yeah, for her. <laughs> for her, pardon me. From a customer. I know these actors. This was filmed in my town. <laughs> I lived in the home in the opening scene. It's a pretty good movie. Five stars. <laughs> I love those. Those are like my favorite reviews. Yeah. I lived in the home in the opening scene. It's okay. <laughs> uh, from Josh Willard. Um, he, apparently, Aaron, I guess I'm sure you, he just put a smiley face down. Yes, Five he did. stars. Just an emoji. Smiley face. And from Stephanie Bailey writes, Amazeballs! Five stars. I like that one. That may be my favorite. All right. This one is um, a little long, but it's um, but we're going to go through it. Uh, from Robert Balducci Jr., he writes, First of all, I have to ask, is fall break a thing? I've heard of spring break, winter break, and summer break, but fall break? Is it like Thanksgiving break? Holy shit, this guy said exactly what I just said. I know. Holy fuck. Um, uh, did, did we find out where you got your material from? <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I don't know why it even matters because nothing in this damn movie makes any sense. Why would a group of kids want to travel to a beach house in fall when it's too cold to go swimming? Oh, wait, there is a random pool there with a heated bubble over it. That explains it. And why would Bill's dad lure his son to be slaughtered after years of being highly, being a highly functioning alcoholic who regularly hangs out with his drinking hunting buddies? I can't answer these questions. But there is one question you're probably wanting that I can't answer. Excuse me. Why should I watch this film? Well, the answer is gore. For all the film's nonsensical shortcomings, the gory bits are expertly done. Not to say that's all it has going for it. The characters are goofy, and though I wouldn't call them lovable or really even likable, I don't hate them. That's good, right? Above all, this film is a perfect example of a first and only time filmmaker getting some money together with a bunch of first and only time actors or relatives um, and making a fun, silly horror movie. That's all it is. That's all it should be. And if you take it more seriously, then you're missing the point. Five stars. He. I, he's got a good point. He does have he a good point. He kind of hits it right in the yeah, head. You right. should listen to our show. He should. 
Um, but, you know, not to be outdone, you know, there are plenty of one-star reviews, too. Um, from Mad Monk 12, just writes, poor acting, bad script, terrible movie, one star. Mm. Ponza writes, terrible. Mm. J.D. Molson, just don't. Mm. From Wolf Wolf, the only worthwhile thing about this movie is the horrible, horrible opening theme song, Fall Break, hilarious, one star. Ooh, I don't like this guy. And from Bradley Utz, 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 I don't know. There is nothing good about this movie. It's boring, not scary, not much gore, terrible acting, terrible soundtrack that doesn't even fit the story, very ugly actresses, and not even any unintentional comedy. There's no mystery about who the killer is, and the killings are clumsily staged and badly filmed. Nothing ever happens until well past the halfway mark, and the blood even looks fake. To waste a high-quality release on a crap movie like this is, on this one is criminal. I advise fans of slasher films to stay away from this movie, Made by idiots who don't, who do not even have a rudimentary knowledge of filmmaking, script writing, or even how to use a camera. They probably got high, bought a cheap camcorder, and skipped high school one day to make their movies. This is one of the worst A slash films and among the worst horror movies of all time. As a viewer, I'm insulted that this kind of garbage gets released. One star. Get off your high horse, Bradley Utz. It's Man, not that bad. Utz can suck my nuts. Yeah. God damn. I like that. That was brutal. It was really brutal. That was too much, Utz. I, I agree with you. Um, Utz is a putz. Now it's our, for our, our our two cents. Aaron, what do you got this week? What I'm going to stick it in fucking putz's ear. I'm going <laughs> to say so bad it's good. So bad it's good. So bad it's good. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, it's an 80s slasher movie. Uh, there's better ones out there. There's other ones that I might like a little bit more. But at the end of the day, uh, I forget one of the guys in the review already said it. It's the gore. It's the kills. The kills are so good. I mean, we have the three Bs. We have the beer. We got the babes. But we really got the fucking blood. You do get some boobs. Holy shit, boobs. man. The blood is great. I mean, this is, the effects are good. The kills are unique and individual. Um, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> It's the the sound is shit. The song is the worst. <laughs> the the acting's not great. There's there's a lot that's not great about this movie. But at the end of the day, it's the kills, man. It's the kills. They're so good and so much fun. We watched so many fucking horror movies. Yeah. And seen so many different types of kills. I mean, that's one of the main things we have going when we watch these movies is the unique and individual like representation of how you can kill someone. <laughs> and they fucking nail it. They do really good. Especially for early eighties. Well done. Check it out. Like I said, it's not gonna be the best eighties slasher you've ever seen, but it's gonna be fun to see people get killed. Uh well said. Uh, I agree. I, I, I'm too to say so bad it's good. I think this is like a maybe kind of all forgotten about Slasher King. Maybe it's lost in the... Uh, the shuffle. The shuffle. Yeah, yeah, there's so many of them. Uh, I was expecting a lot worse uh, based on the opening and then that goddamn Fall Break song. But, yeah, it's... I don't think it's paced that badly. I mean, I've seen other ones that are much slower. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to have some, you know, in the first 20, 30 minutes, but that's, you know, building up, people getting to the location and setting everything up so I wasn't but once things start I wasn't like you know it seems to flow pretty the only time I'm really taking out of the goddamn flow of the movies is when they do that stupid Benny Hill thing yeah. that I didn't like but I liked it uh, but everything Aaron said like the kills are really unique for its time really fun the gores I thought were pretty solid the blood's solid it's a fun it's silly yeah the writing's bad the characters are the acting's bad but I didn't care this movie normally I would care more but this one I was 
I had fun with it. It was just a fun ride for me. And Hangover Man, Big Ed, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That guy takes a... He's like a fucking Timex watch, man. He takes a leg and keeps, keeps on ticking. Keeps on fucking ticking. <laughs> so, Jesus. Uh, I say find it and watch it at least once. It's worth... So bad, it's good. Um, that's going to do it for us for this week, guys. Um, we'll be back next week with another movie. So, in the meantime, guys, remember to always... Oh, no. Remember to watch more horror movies. And for always... Yes, watch more. Watch, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight.